Welcome to the Afterthoughts Podcast. Immediately you're jarred, wondering, this looks different. The set looks different. Why is he holding his microphone? Why is he sitting next to Doug? He always My doesn't microphone sit comes down from the ceiling. <laughs> and uh, that's because there's... Let's go. This is, this is for the first time in the history of this podcast. We have five people five. on set. An the Fab number. Five, as we've been known around Austin for that. the past 24 hours. Today we are joined by James and more importantly, Britt yeah. Powell. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Well, we're, we're happy to have you. James is returning for his second time. Yes. How does that feel now that, now that you know a little oh, bit fat. about... I'm yeah? a fat. Yeah. You feel no, good? I, I know exactly where we're going. And yeah. Absolutely. I'm you, missing dude. the hammer, but yeah. We'll, get, we'll find it. Okay. Dude, Kayla's, James Kayla's knows all about questions with Kayla. He loves to... Yes. Gets, he gets all of this. He's, yeah, he's so right, ready. but Britt, I know you've probably binged all the episodes of the podcast. Yeah. What does it feel like to be actually... On the set of the actual Afterthoughts podcast. Well, my knees are weak, my arms are heavy, my <laughs> palms are sweaty. Just kidding. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Super Can you walk us through your top thirty favorite Afterthoughts moments? <laughs> yeah. Thirty. Yes. Um, starting with the number. one time that um, Doug made fun of Ryan, and yep. then Ryan made fun of Ethan. Good. Oh, everybody I remember about that. that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah, like when they that. made fun of me though. That was hurtful. Yeah. Oh, because you're insecure. Yeah. Well, right. Like that yeah. one guy yesterday. <laughs> oh, who was I'm like, pushing the table. Sorry. He's like, I'm not sure who's funnier, Doug or Ryan. You remember that? Oh yeah. He's like, I yeah, thought was, that. Yeah. I thought Doug was the funniest. Yeah. Or maybe Ryan, but it's yeah. you, James. Yeah. And I was just saying there, like, cool. Hey, <laughs> right I didn't even <laughs> didn't even make <laughs> the conversation. <laughs> no, literally, I just don't care. Ethan just got left off the ballot. Not even. Not even. Not even mentioned. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that but how right. many times like, has that happened in a lobby where, like, two of us are standing next to each other yeah, yeah, and one yeah. person comes up and oh, goes, dude. Ethan, you're my favorite of the three. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, just dude. So you know. And you're just, hey, I'm <laughs> done. Wait, they told me that last week. <laughs> and look at me like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got this guy yeah, over here. You're the best. Yeah. Why do yeah. I do this? I don't know. <laughs> I quit. We did, oh. a whole, we did a whole After Thoughts episode about not needing to compare us. Yeah. And yeah. why people do that, but nobody listened to it. No, for about for about three weeks, there would be these awkward conversations where they'd come up and be like, "You're so much better," and then they would like pull back. Yeah. But now it's just the floodgates are back open. Yeah, that's fine. They just compare. That's fine. Have we ever talked about chocolate covered turds? Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> say say more, James. <laughs> we always talk about okay. it. You mean on the podcast or just at just lunch? Just compliments in general, where it's like, man, you've gotten so much better. It's at always speaking. the progression. It's like, wait a minute, like what, yeah. dude? Since the yeah, last you time I heard yes. you speak, like, I had no really idea you wrote my last sermon. <laughs> yeah. It is okay. That was the FCC. We don't have to bleep out okay. turds. We're fine. We're good. We're good. Uh, Brit, that's, the, that's the same concept. I remember like a few years ago when uh, John we'll, Trowbridge. We'll get to actually talking, Brit. John Trowbridge from Shout Denver. Yeah. John, we love you. But I remember one day. It We're was in a like small a, group a, together. It was in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> John watches every single one of these episodes. Yeah, he loves them. But this was yeah, like he a knows staff. How to get to YouTube. <laughs> this, was, uh, this was an all staff. And just in front of everybody, he said, Doug, are you. Are you sick? Are you feeling okay today? I was like, Yeah, I feel great. He's like, Oh, you just you look sick. Oh. Like, actually, I've never felt better in wow. my entire life. So <laughs> Thanks, man. I guess this is how strong. I look like when I'm healthy. <laughs> so thank you. This is actually me after yeah. ten hours of sleep. We uh, we uh, actually speaking of sickness and Doug, you know, having issues. What we do need to do a quick sideline report. To report on Doug's injury, as you'll notice, Doug is oh, wearing yeah, a wrist yeah, brace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug's yeah. playing, Doug's playing today. hurt today. It's hard and, to even, it's hard to even be on this podcast right now. <laughs> thank you yeah, for I being be uh, icing my wrist. Thank you for being a warrior to you're be welcome. on here yeah, with man. us today. You're welcome. And I know sometimes you'll have to hold your mic with your left hand. Yeah. And we just uh, oh. we just continue to continue to <laughs> well, pray. He's been stacking the uh, ankle weights on the microphone, really right. trying to. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that's true. So, with all that said, Britt, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. A little bio. We'd love to get to know you. Perfect. Uh, Brittany Powell, born and raised Lafayette, Louisiana. Nice. So a little Cajun. I can I can turn it on. I can turn it off okay. for okay. for the Cajuners Prove listening. Yeah. Yep. We having a good time on this little podcast. Okay. Nice. For those of you that need an interpretation, I'm sorry. Just makes no sense. Um, but yeah, been married to James almost 15 years. 14 the, years. The best 14 years of your life. It has been. It yeah. has been. Two kids. Love them. Two dogs. Love one. Yes. And okay. uh, recently, yeah, okay. yeah, and that's pretty much. I'm over. I oversee Next Gen at Red Rocks, and yes, so I get to hang yes. out with um, all of the kids through young adults. Basically, everybody that gives you gray hair. 
It's perfect. What's the coolest app for a young person Ooh. to oh. have on their phone? Yeah, yeah, Angry yeah. Birds? <laughs> you know, I was actually talking to Will, and I'm going to go with Will's perspective. Keeping yeah. it very good is Angry Birds. Angry Birds is yeah. fun. Best app to get frustrations it out and so then win fun. and achieve. <laughs> really fun. Trick question. Yep. They yeah. shouldn't have a device. Yeah. We played Angry exactly. Birds. Wow. Wow. Nice. Last week. Oh, James. Good great. work. Yeah. Will was playing that on the on the plane last week, and yeah. then I gave it to Kinsey. I was like, you want to play? She goes, no, it's too hard. Oh, <laughs> oh I know, man. Meanwhile, when Will yeah. was playing it, he had strategy, and I was watching oh, him, yeah. and I was like, this is yeah, impressive. Will is very good. Yes. Very good. What? How old were you guys when you got married? 23 and 24. Nope. Yeah. You mean 23 and 34? Exactly. Yeah. Really? You waited a couple decades yeah, before. Yeah, You've yeah. only been married well, for 14 years, so you got you were what 45 when you got married? Well, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's way older than Doug. He's a modern oh, day Abraham. Golly. Right? You're giving you advice you're for you're the next decade of my life, James. <laughs> What should I do? Well, I'm excited to start this new 55 Alive. <laughs> what James, tell yes. us. I know there's stories after story, but what was the most poignant moment of World War II for you? Yes. You know, it was, it was powerful. Yes. I've always been. It's a wild just, time, I bet. It was. It was crazy in the 1900s. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were there. Your you call could, back to the 1900s yeah. for the love languages. This that was good. was oh. so good. Yep. Gary Chapman. Dude, Gary Dr. Chapman. Dr. Chapman. Gary a 1900s author. Bro. <laughs> a legend. Is he still alive? I'm sure he is. Well, I think he well, is. I'm not actually actually sure. We were sure. all from I the 1900s. I mean, he has yes. to Google it. <laughs> I'm sure he is. It would be sad if we Google it right now. He's not. Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Gary, good guy. A legend. a legend. Good Gary. Yeah. Uh, good Gary. One of the, there's, good a lot of, good there's a lot of cool things that happen on this podcast, obviously, but everyone's favorite mm. bit is known as Questions with Kayla. Questions with Kayla. So here's, here's Kayla. Questions with Kayla. We're in a, a University of Colorado hat. I am right now. Yes. Well done. Yes. That, was, that means Thank a lot. That means a lot. Yeah, no problem, guys. Go Buffs. Let's go Buffs. Yeah. Let's go. Yes. Yes. Dude, thank you. In honor of Prime. Is, is Chad Ochocinco actually going there as a coach? There's a, no, he went. He might have gone somewhere he'll else. Be, Warren Sapp. Out. There's been rumors of Warren Sapp, okay. but then apparently the university, because of his background, doesn't want to hire him. And I'm like, I think we're past that point. I, just thought I think Chad, we're just trying to win and have fun. Let's they were just, trying to decide if it's going to be Coach Osinko, yeah. though. I think he's really yeah, thinking about be being a coach awesome. or recruiter. Sure. I bring in, great. Uh, Kayla. It. Was that I mean, a Boulder is known for its high morale, morality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we really helped with that cause. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Four years. Ask away. Okay, here we go. First question. Um, Pals, you guys have moved a lot in your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is for everybody. Though. But where is the best place you guys have lived? And why? Wow. Start with the worst. Springfield, Springfield Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, Alabama yeah. or Springfield? Which one are we saying? Oh, ouch. Okay. Didn't know till just now <laughs> that she felt that way. That's, that's where you're from. Communication, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Terrible place from yeah. what Britt said. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> just the products yeah. they export like me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Your favorite? Well, it's a toss-up because I, I really love Denver a lot, but we lived in NorCal, and I really like NorCal. But I would have to say probably Denver is like, we're only seven months in, so it's yeah. slowly creeping up there. The difference is, is I just had a swimming pool in Northern California. Oh, in Colorado, right. we have an ice plunge. Right. So a little bit different. Well, but. it's just, it, not really ice plunge, it's just a, a tarp. It's just winter yeah, outside. It collects outside. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it gets cold. It does. Oh, yeah. But California, it's hard to be California. Yeah, well, because we live like 45 yeah. minutes from- OC fan? Oh, big time. Yeah. Well, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Best yeah. season of the OC. There's <laughs> oh. four? One. Honestly, season one yeah. is a good story. Yeah. I kind of like the finale one, though. Wow. It was finale like it was closure. Was, the yeah. last episode was good. Yeah, yeah. Don't they move? Yeah. They, 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 they ended it well. Spoiler. They go back to Berkeley. They go back to Berkeley. That's right. Oh. Seth Cohen. But guys, don't Sandy spoil Cohen. it. I'm at the end of season two, and Ryan and Marissa are doing great. <laughs> yes, dude. Marissa's got so much promise for yeah. her life. So, Marissa, and so Marissa's I can't wait to see where it goes. Ryan's brother's <laughs> hanging out with them. Everyone's getting along great. Yeah, everything's good, man. <laughs> much Didn't say. that also turn into another show called North Shore? I never saw it. Well, if it did, so. I need to know. Yeah. I feel like that's possible. Mm-hmm. It's certainly possible, but did it happen? I don't think so. Let's just end the podcast here and go watch it. <laughs> yeah. Or just play an episode. Jacob, just play an episode. <laughs> North Shore. North Shore. Okay, where's the best place you've lived, right? I So I love Austin, Texas, but also Seal Beach, California. Mm. Um, is just a 
It's a really kind of hidden gem of a beach town, and I love it dearly. Yeah. We got to live in Laguna Beach, California, so. Laguna's like great. A, a yeah. block or two from the beach. We're not topping that. Can't really beat that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, speak for both of us. <laughs> James didn't share his favorite no, place you to can. live. No, no, he's just addicted to his phone. Does it? All right, next, is, stop next question while James does important research. <laughs> I was trying. I, I can't find it. No, I don't think it was. Maybe, it maybe, that's, maybe that's supposed to happen. <laughs> maybe that's maybe it. Maybe we contact all of hey. you. Write it. Let's write it. Because the dad, like, he was a super cool guy. Yes, yeah, Sandy. Sandy Cohen. Oh, Sandy. Yeah. Sandy was awesome. Come on. Yes. Lawyer. Mm-hmm. Man of God. Not really, but. Yeah. Okay, next question. All right. So, Britt, you love your puppies so yes. much. You love them so much. Well, if you couldn't have them, and you could have any wild animal oh. in the world, that's tame, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. A wild animal, that would be a cool, like, it's cool yeah. with you. Wouldn't cool kill pet. you. Oh. Yeah, wouldn't kill you. Wouldn't kill you. Okay. Yeah, what would you have? Yeah, you're... Oh. Wow. That's a good question. Automatically, I want to say a liger, but that's not even a rule. Just the thing <laughs> oh, that like. That could happen. That can Napoleon definitely happen. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, I, I mean, just let our boys watch that. Not with, sure with AI, that. that is possible. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I would I would have to do maybe like a leopard. That'd be kind <clears> of fun. <throat> They're cool looking. Very. Yeah. yeah. It would like aesthetically go with our house. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not a cat person mm. for everybody on the podcast, but I don't really want a wolf in my house because they shed. Yeah. yeah. So, that would be intense. Practical thinking. That is A tame animal that grooms itself. And you would choose a wolf? No, 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 no. A oh, leopard. Okay. okay. Leopard. <laughs> I would choose a rhino. Yeah. How yeah. are we putting that you in have the to, house? You have That's to feed him and clean up after him, though. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Right? Yeah. Okay. Stick with it, James. Like, yeah, good answer. Down. Could you imagine the holes in the wall from a rhino? You're just walking your rhino around the neighborhood? Dude, yes. Cool. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. Our right. puppies are tame I would and they just still ride him everywhere, bro. That would be awesome. He's sick. What's up? Hey, sorry. Just taking the rhino to King Supers. Just leave him in a parking spot. Oh, yes. Okay. I still, I'm still going to run. Stick with it. Dude, I'm going some sort of vicious fish, like a piranha. <laughs> oh. Because we're safe from it as long as we don't put our hand in the well, water. It's tame. It's tame. It's tame. It's tame. But it does not harm. Let it let it eat. You know, let it attack something and watch it. Wow. It'd be kind of fun. Let it eat. Piranha. Oh, okay. That's great. You want to watch something die. That's <laughs> interesting. That's it, man. Okay, cool. That's it. <laughs> Whoa, that's heavy. Uh, I'm going to go dolphin because that means I have a big enough body of water. That's part of Ooh. my property. That oh, yeah, yeah. Congrats yeah, on your new house, man. I have a conservatory. Thank you. <laughs> I have Thank a reserve. You. Come on. And dolphins are very cool. Dolphins are great. Yeah, man. They're awesome. Very cool. Man, I would say like a killer whale. So I have an even larger body of water. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Or a lion. Yeah. Oh, Yeah, a lion. Yeah, so you got two answers there, but she just Simba asked for or one. Nala. All right, Kayla, next question. Simba. Simba, yeah. yeah. I have two Simba. more. I've asked the guys this before, but we can re-answer. If you could go back in time to part of the Bible, where would you go to be a fly on the wall? Oof. Oh. And the resurrection, we said, that's the obvious, but we're, we're not, that, you can't say that. Everyone gets that. Mm. I'd take it back to the beginning, and I would have. She got it. She nailed it. The dadgum yeah. apple. That's the right answer. If it were a cage in there, they'd ate the snake instead of the apple. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yes. Yeah, Brent. Yes. So yes. Yes. Brit Brit so wins good. the Brit podcast. Yes. Yep. Congratulations, Brit. Yeah. Oh. Do you even want to go? I don't think so. It's kind of over. Yeah, that was it. That was the answer. That's so good. Good. What is the best relational advice you've ever been given? Whether it's for friendships, work, or like intimate. Wow. Hmm. I think I don't remember if it was like really clear advice, but one time I had a pastor. Uh, I was in the middle of conflict with someone, and I was like, "Dude, my care button's just broken." He's like, oh, you actually don't get to do that. And that's I, you that's know what I mean? good, yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, no, my care button's broken with him. Like, I don't really want to talk about it. I'm yeah. done. He's like, yeah. no, you actually don't. That's not an option. Yep. That's not how this works. I was like, wait, no, I, it should be. Like, I should be able to just go, ah, I don't care. He's like, no, you actually don't get wow. to choose that. So that's good. I don't know. Yeah, that's I think great, staying in a place of, like, vulnerability and authenticity with people and knowing that's not an option to not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? Hmm. Well, I was going back and forth on two different ones, but I'm going to go with with the Beamer one. Uh, We had a mentor in our life, and it was young in our friendship. We were, like, secretly dating. People didn't know. Um, And it was, like, 2 o'clock at a Waffle House, 2 a.m. at a Waffle House. And we were talking to him about 
people like always giving you advice and information and you're and they're so vastly different trying to figure out what do I listen to do what do I not and he was like you guys like chicken wings he goes easy you'll never forget this chew the meat and spit the bones when somebody's speaking into your life whether it's from a relational standpoint or they're critiquing you you chew the meat and then you spit the bones so you take what's healthy for you you digest it and then the rest of it you just let it go wow that is good that's so good come on Go ahead, Ray. Mine yeah. is from uh, one of my favorite preachers, James Powell. He said this weekend. Mine was from my favorite book um, <laughs> it's on singleness. From Ryan Wackenman. Oh, it's over there. Uh, single today we'll and thriving later. tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're close. Is uh, Jesus asked over 300 questions mm. in the Gospels, which is crazy because he's God. Mm. He knows yeah. everything. Um, he didn't need to ask questions for his own wisdom. He was asking questions because he knows the power of asking questions in relationships. Um, get really good at asking people questions and then give them space to answer and talk about themselves. That's good. It reminded me Thanks, that James. That Did you know of, that he answered approximately 187 of the questions he asked? Also pretty crazy. That's awesome. Boomerang. Which means he didn't Approximately or exactly? Uh, approximately. Okay. Well, because you know. Yeah, so like, between, between 183 and 191. Yeah. But, yeah. Yes. <laughs> 182. 182. There it is. All the strangers. Um, were you going to say something, Doug? Go ahead. The question thing reminded me of Ted Lasso. The dart scene. When he oh, quotes, so good. be curious. Bro. That's a really good piece of relationship advice. Be curious about that Come person. On. Keep mm. asking questions. Keep wanting to learn more about them. Because a lot of people, I think, get married and very quickly they lose that curiosity to know them more because they're just kind of like, this is who you are. So, Ted Lasso, be curious. What women? That's really good. Um, a couple years before I met Sam, when I heard a message where the pastor talked about, he kind of debunked the idea of a soulmate and mm -hmm. one perfect person out there for everybody. And it actually released all the pressure in the world. And instead was find somebody that you enjoy spending time with, that you're compatible with, that's heading in the same direction as you, that you can be equally yoked to. And, uh, and they become your soulmate because you decide they are. Come on. Yeah. But it's not because you found the one person on the planet who could possibly be that. Uh, and that makes that even cooler because that's based on your decision and your will choosing to commit to somebody and vice versa. Um, and I think that that takes a lot of pressure mm -hmm. off finding and choosing so you can actually make a decision when it comes to this huge decision in your life. That's how you, and that's what you kept telling Sam to convince her. I was like, <laughs> there's not just one person Trust out there. there. That's, that's Disney. You yeah. get to choose. I was you like, babe, make me that. We're all, we're all this messed up. I, if anything, I'm the least messed up. <laughs> I talked to the guys, I'm telling you. I mean, we got yeah, together. Ryan and Ethan said, I'm, I'm the least of the worst. <laughs> can't tell you how lucky you are, Sam, to... Even oh, no. Man. Sometimes I wish I was you, just so I could know what it's like to be married to me. Yeah. Just yes. so lucky. And just cut that part out yeah. and put it on social media. Oh, clip it. Perfect. Yes. Kayla, great questions today. Really a good job. That when you wear a, any buff skier, it just levels you up for the day. Yeah, that's right. Come on. Uh, Who asked more questions, Jesus or Kayla? Ooh. That is when it's all said and done, you have a couple more years. You have to tell yeah. you're 33. Okay. Uh, why don't you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was half your life ago. Yeah. So if you could tell, what I was going to ask you guys, you may not even really remember a lot of this, but tell us the story of how you met. Oh yeah. How you guys got together? I know that was so long ago, and your <laughs> yeah. your brain, I mean, my you know, memory's fading. Yeah, of at this course. Point. <laughs> well, <laughs> tell no, us, tell I, us your story. I have to call my parents because I was so young, so they remember. Right. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, okay, because James babe. was childhood friends with your parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my dad go way back. Cam and Pop. We met and it was like what, so 2000? That's really, really. 2007? In the year 2000. Or 2008. Uh, I think six or seven. Six or seven. Anyways, we were doing uh, we were doing an internship at this church in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, nope. Decatur, Georgia, to be exact. Wait, how old were you at this time? Um, no more, no more age okay. jokes for James. Okay. Like, tell us the 20? truth. Twenty, twenty-two. You are a young, twenty-one, strapping. twenty-ish. I was twenty-one. Great. Yeah, I was twenty. He's twenty-one. Okay, twenty-one. Okay. 
And um, so I was I was there before James was at the internship and it was orientation day and I was standing in the foyer, which is the lobby of the church. Ooh. And let's bring that, the correct let's, let's bring that. that. Yeah. Foyer. The foyer. You have the French yeah. influence in yeah. Cajun culture. Well, it was foyer. also just a very outdated church. And if you called it the lobby, the old people got really mad. Well, some people were like, meet <laughs> me in the Gold foyer. Lions. Meet me in the foyer. Meet me yeah. in the foyer. 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 But that's, that's not the... Accurate. In okay. Fellowship Hall. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How many churches have Fellowship Hall, and that's what Sunday it's called? School, and and there's a plaque. There's a plaque right outside the room. Yeah. Oh. I love fellowship it. I gotta hall. respect that because you're just saying what it is. We're there to fellowship, and it's a hall. Let's yeah. call it Fellowship well, Hall. Well, that I say we bring it back. Room? Fellowship Room. Yes. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I take it all back. Uh, Start all the podcast over, Jacob. <laughs> you're okay. Right. Wait. She's in the lobby. Okay. So I literally round the corner and I go, "I this is creepy unless we ended up married." But I was like, "Oh, dude." There she is. Like, I'm going to marry that girl. Right there. Which is crazy because right at the exact same moment, <laughs> I look up and our eyes lock and I go, oh, there he is. The guy I can't stand. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. James was actually Wait, really? wearing, oh, I like to say what he was wearing too, because he was wearing cargo shorts, which yeah. are like coming back in style-ish, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boat yeah. shoes, yeah. which are like Sperry's. Sperry's. And did style. you have the double polo? But like Probably flip up collar thing, yeah, like the yeah, double, yeah, yeah. the that double would, polo. Dude, that one needs to. I was always popping my collar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pop it, pop it you and Ethan, collar. man. <laughs> he was into that. Come on, <laughs> you did it too. I'm sure I did. Double pop collar. Let's <laughs> we, go. We have, we have a buddy who's always claimed that the first time he ever saw me, I had two pop collars. I'm like, I didn't own two collared <laughs> shirts at that point. In my life. Abercrombie polo. Yes. Hollister body spray by Jake. Oh, too much of it. Or a little Thiers. Every once in a while, you know, years, you know what needs to come back? Rugby shirts. Rugby shirts they're were cool. Oh, oh, perfect. Well, yeah. well, well I guess I called it. Profit. There you go. Fashion, Fashion profit. Easter. Yeah. Fashionista. Okay. <laughs> so you didn't, you immediately didn't, couldn't stand him. Yeah. Why is that? Which, wait, that's good news <laughs> for everybody who can't stand me. Like, I grow on you eventually. Like, it works out. <laughs> Just let me stick around. Okay. Fine. Brit, that, yeah, that is good to hear. Down. That's encouraging yes. for me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, and how long did like, it wait, take? Wait, okay. <laughs> It was okay. almost a year. Give it time. Just give it time. It was almost a year. So yeah, so I was actually dating this guy back home. Oh, and then Dude, James total dork. this guy. Total <laughs> I literally showed Braxton the other day, our oldest, a video of this guy and go, dude, this could have been your dad. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, mom, what? That guy's so weird. To <laughs> which I then pulled up James's ex-girlfriend, oh, well, but yeah. I will not yeah. say her name, but I will well, offline because it makes it even more entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Nearly, every, <laughs> nearly everyone does. And I pulled up a, a selfie, a selfie strong that oh, she boy. had pulled up. And then oh. Braxton goes, whoa. <laughs> So that's what we do. It's Buzz, healthy. your girlfriend. Okay, Brent's dating this dork though. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, absolutely. So what I did was I uh, I waited. We were doing this fundraiser, and they're playing. Uh, there's this like golf booth, and there's this guy there. So I was like, "Hey, uh, show her how to putt real quick." And then I took a picture. I was like, "I'm gonna send this to your your boyfriend." And she's like, "What?" And um, I was like, "Yeah, you could do way better." Yeah. You said that like first time you met? Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. This, this is like a couple months ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I okay, ran okay, fundraising okay. for the internship Spoiled that we were in. And we actually were, we were working like a NASCAR <laughs> event. And I thought, you know what? I'll show this Bama boy. And I put him, Talladega, Alabama, NASCAR event. I put him on the back of a trash truck from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. Three days in a row. Wow. And he had such a good attitude that I felt really bad. And I was like, oh, maybe he's not like a complete Ooh. turd. And then... Yeah. So it all started at Talladega, Alabama, I guess. Talladega, NASCAR. Back to our roots. Your roots. Wow. So that's when your opinion changed of him. Yeah, I was like, okay, he's actually a kind of like nice. Yeah, humble servant. Yeah. He had a good attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Attitude is a choice. Exactly. Attitude's attractive. We have a trash truck outside today, so we can all get (laughs) the same experience. We're gonna take the cameras out there. (laughs) Yeah. Do it three days. Be live. (laughs) Plenty of trash to pick up around our church if anybody wants to play that angle. Yeah. Come on. Over the church. Earthbeat. So (laughs) there you go. You your opinion starts to change. How did you start dating? So this was. And when did you break up with? Well, okay. So this this other guy. Yeah, I I was gonna get to that. So this was like September, October ish. I drive back to Louisiana for Thanksgiving break. I pull up in my driveway. Non non name guy is sitting there with flowers. I get out of the car. I go. I'm so sorry. Don't give me those. I'm breaking up with you. I walk into the house. You thought I was bold. Yeah. I and he just looks at me. I was like, we shouldn't even talk about it. It's not. There's no. This is done. 
I walk into the house, my parents already knew, and they threw me a party because they were so glad I broke up with this guy. It was his time. Yeah, yeah, it was it was the yeah. time. Um, and then after Clarity's that, kindness. Yes. After graduation, wow. yes, after our graduation from the internship, oh, yeah. James, um, he asked me to be his girlfriend at this park called Best Friend Park because we were best friends. Ah. But I almost got arrested at the park because it was after hours and I didn't know. So it's a whole nother story. Parks really, curfew. Yeah. Parks closed. It, yeah, apparently, yeah, yeah, like yeah. crazy so stuff goes down. So there are police down. officers there. Um, they're yeah. like <clears throat> getting ready to arrest her. And I walk from behind the like blue and red lights. And from that golf thing, I took the golf ball from that fu first that fundraiser is. thing. Yep. And I came over, I was like, hey, since that day, I've been wanting to ask you for your number. What? Can I get your number? Nice. Come on. It's a good move, James. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Hey -o. And then the rest was history. Yeah, we, it's just smooth sailing we, from there. We, we, <laughs> it's easy, never, Started never dating, a problem. Started dating, got engaged, yeah. got married. No, perfect, you know, yeah. perfect. Just like the movies. That's awesome. I looked at her and I was like, you complete me. And <laughs> it was done. And you've been perfectly complete. Uh, 100%. Oh, 100%. So fulfilled. Totally, yes. he has been. Which totally. was kind of the point of the relationship series. Yes. That. All of your fulfillment is found in just in other person. people. Well, because yeah. we are all, you're Soul only meets. a half of a soul, so you have <laughs> to find the other half. Yeah. There's only one, and there's completion. only one half out there. Yeah, because yeah. you're a broken mate. puzzle piece Despite what looking Doug for said. another broken puzzle yep. piece. Yeah, that's it. If right now you just tuned in right here, we're joking. Yeah. This is a joke. These are all lies. This is not true. Right. Then, so you started dating. You proposed. Yep. Wait, yeah, obviously, so I, but where? Okay. Uh, like, oh, yeah, got it. Uh, <laughs> okay, yes. Good. So, uh, <laughs> December 5th, um, 2009. Uh-huh. Um, Look at you. I took Brit to Atlanta. Um, this is a back, year later? Uh, Two years later? We yeah, only year. dated for six one, months. One month later? We dated six for six months, months and six then months. got engaged. Yeah. So, okay. I, yeah. I take her. We were, uh, I was living in Birmingham, Alabama. We drive back to Best Room Park. And I tell her it's for her birthday, which is December 16th. Which and is a lie, which is good. Yes, in lies are good. Whoa. Yeah, and Ethan's half birthday. Oh, Crazy. oh my gosh! Your half birthday. Oh, June 16th. Yeah, there we go. This is too crazy. This is wild. Wow. Oh, are you June Ethan's 16th? a big half birthday guy. Yes, June 16th. Okay, his yeah. mom is June 17th. Oh my gosh! Not that that matters, but let's get her on the phone. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about. She June. said, uh, "Doug's June 20th." I brought so. you into this world. I can take you out of it. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tried yeah. a few times. Uh, <laughs> Oh, so Too much I, in common. Uh, do you celebrate half of, birthdays? Because I'm down for to do this, well, actually. Because coming up would be a, a gift kid, time. My mom would like make a special graham cracker with frosting on it yes. from like a half birthday thing. Oh. And then th these are the kinds of things that I'd share. And then it gets yeah. carried away to where now Steph's like, oh, you're obsessed with your half birthday. I'm like, yeah, yeah. all right. Oh, dude. Crazy. Sorry. My mom for my half birthday would get me like diamonds and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so we should carry. This I'm just awesome. totally joking. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh. like great tradition. This was you, you have this the presents bad. in your closet already. Yeah. That's right. You have the presents. June 16th. You're already going to be sending something to me. Yeah. Great. The cops also came the night of our first kiss because of a park curfew. So we'll tell that story another time. But a lot in common here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you went to the park six months later. Oh, yeah. Six months later. So we're driving back from Atlanta to Birmingham mm -hmm. and we're one exit away from the airport. I hand her a birthday card for the next day. I go, hey, go ahead and open it. She does. It's plane tickets to New York. We go straight Ooh. to the airport. We fly to New York. And uh, at that point, we had this guardrail like we didn't do overnight stays. Right. So we red eye to New York City. Nice. We go shopping, spend all day there. And we're going to go back, uh, fly back to Birmingham. Instead, we stop in Times Square. I have my buddy Eric meet me there. He's playing our song uh, right there in the middle of Times Square. Walk oh, up, I get down one knee, snowing, propose. Oh. She's shocked. So literally, she leaves me there. It's probably a, a legit minute. And everything's freezing around us. And some guy finally like yells out some expletives. And he goes, well, lady, like, what are you going to say? And she's <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, woo. You need a minute to think about it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kiss, we jump in the taxi, and um, Britt's like, hey, I think I have a few questions. <laughs> I was like, okay, like what? Well, we like never talked about we or? never talked about getting married. It was actually you had like never talked about ever. so two weeks okay. before two weeks before he proposed to me, I had got him a dog for his birthday. And she had broke her leg, mm -hmm. and I called the vet, and they called me Miss Powell, and I told him that, and he goes, Miss Powell, that's stupid. Did you tell him you're just my girlfriend? And I was like, Yes, I did. Thanks. Like, and so throw out the scent. So, yeah. yeah. So when he it didn't go as well as I thought. When he got down, when he got down on one knee, and this guy's that's playing stupid. our song, I just froze, and I was like, What is actually happening? Is this a prank? Like, this is not a nice joke. Like, I, it was taking a lot for me to process, wow, and so man. then I said yes, and we got in the taxi, and I go. Do you want to have kids? 
And he's like, well, do you? I go, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. We'll, I was I, like, I, and then well, I go, you did, did you, great. did you ask my dad? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, Here we go. I look, she's like, where do you want to live? I was like, where do you want to live? I, I don't like, know. I, so for me, I was like, like that stuff matters to me, but like, here's something I'm sure about. I'm kind of unsure about the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go with what I'm sure about and then we'll figure the rest out. And you're Let's sure go. About yeah. And then you got married how long after the engagement? Six months. Six months. Six and six. Wow. Yeah. July so 3rd. good, man. And where did you get married? In Louisiana. And it was hotter than, yeah. Lord, it was hot. Yeah. It was It was crazy. But it was, a, it was a great wedding. Hotter than what? Than what? what do you yeah, think? Yeah, what Hades. were you thinking, bro? <laughs> H-E double hot. You guys going on a honeymoon? We did. We where? Did. Playa. Los Cabos. Playa. Not, not Los Cabos. No, uh, it was like the... Los Playas. It was a cheaper version than Cancun. Playa del Carmen. Yes. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Which to this day I, I had the best chips and salsa and guacamole, and no one has ever came oh, close that to making so good. it that yeah. way. Have you ever gone back to see if they still have it? No. Well, no. We should. Well, we're sending you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the Thoughts Podcast is sending you back to Playa del Carmen. That's cool. Okay. After Thoughts has to figure out what to do with all the income that we have from yeah. all of our sponsors. Our sponsors. Yeah. There's just, just a the stack trip. of money behind the couch. No way. We're yeah. kind of bad. We're being bad stewards of it. Yeah, we're oh, burying yeah. it. Most, most everything on here is made of cash. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty crazy technology. Uh, all right. Let's ask these guys some questions yeah, about yeah. relationships. Think of one or two. Yep, yep. I got one. Oh, give us. The floor is yours. This is like a press conference. The floor is lava. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I got one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Number one thing, uh, okay, so so wind the clock back to New York. Mm -hmm. The song's playing, he's proposing. You're not saying anything. You're not saying anything. Nothing. Not willing to commit yet. If you could talk to that person right now, tell us one thing that you learned about each other Who? throughout the last 14 years that was very unexpected. I thought you were gonna say, what's one thing you would say to them? And then I was nervous, she was gonna say, don't do it. <laughs> Never, I never would have. Never, never. So That's over the last question. 14 years, one thing you learned about each other that you weren't expecting to learn during the dating phase. Oh, wow. Mm. You ready? You and me go. You go. I, uh, I don't think I knew how deeply broken I still was. Um, and so I had no idea that over the next three to four years... Brit would teach me actually how to love. Mm. And like, it's not like the Hallmark deal. Like she would actually teach me that love meant I didn't have to hide. That love meant like mm. I could I could be broken. Mm. And that took, I mean, first two years into our marriage, like I hadn't, I, I didn't know I could do that. So anytime mm. I mess up, I was like, oh, that's the end of the marriage. Yeah. Like it, if we fought, I was like, oh, that's the end of the marriage. Like I literally thought that constantly. Mm. So I had this idea, she's gonna leave at some point. My only job in this relationship is don't give her a reason. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I'll never forget, man. Uh, we, we were living in Seattle, Washington, and just tears running down her face and her going like, I love you, like I'm here. Like I'm not going anywhere. And I was like, oh, and I didn't know that. Yeah. So I think for me, I, I would say like, I had no idea that I didn't know what love was fully and that she would teach me not just how to love her, which is awesome, how to love myself and then how to also be loved. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I should have went good. first because that's a really good answer. Good. I'm back sitting here to, going, how am I going to up this yeah. one? Back to the beginning. Um, I think if I could go back to 2009, what I would tell myself is it's okay to feel safe and it's okay to let him in and not like growing up in the South, it was, my dad was a very strong male personality. And so ideally, like all of my friends, you marry your high school sweetheart, you keep a clean house, you have three meals cooked a day, you're to be seen, not heard type of situation. Mm. And I was always strong-willed and like busting through that. But I think through that, I was always trying to prove my love to James instead of just receiving the love he was giving me and knowing that I was safe in his love. Um, and I think it would have caused us to grow a lot faster through some of those things where he didn't, where he felt more safe in the love I was trying to give him because I was always trying to perform and do and like do all these acts of service to show him like I'm worth being loved. 
but all he wanted me to do was be present with him and love him where he's at. Like what you said earlier, I literally, when we were at Southeastern University, I would tell all these girls, I'm like, you have this dream list of what you want in a guy, but you're setting yourself up for failure because you're gonna grow together. You don't marry the person of your dreams, you become the person of each yeah. other's dreams throughout time. Yes. And Dude, nice. that's really good. Ooh, wow. And so wow. write that on the releasing those famous quotes the two clips Re- for this. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> releasing the expectations of yeah. like what I thought James should be and who I thought I should be and just enjoying the moment and growing together. I wish I could go back in time and just go, it's fine. Mm-hmm. We're going to argue, we're going to fight, we're going to have disagreements, but we're also going to have a lot of fun. Wow. Mm. That's so good, Britt. Dang. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if you had, you said you cut Ryan off and said you had a question. So I was going to give you a chance before I asked something. No. Well, I would and, like to ask a question. Okay. <laughs> James, you mentioned in your sermon this past weekend um, that there are spewers mm-hmm. and stewers mm-hmm. and throwers when it comes to conflict or communication. Right. Yeah. So can you just really quick explain that for yeah. somebody who didn't watch the message, but then maybe you guys say what you are. Yeah. 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 So, um, like obviously, you know, trying to be cute with it and rhyme, but there are people who are like verbal processors and they just, man, you never have to question what they're thinking. Yeah. Um, there's like, they're super, most of the time, super passionate and loud and boisterous in other areas. And so it just comes naturally that when there's conflict, they have that same type of communication. Spewer. Um, that's the spewer. That's the spewer. spewer. Okay. The stewer would be somebody who stuffs their emotions down. Yeah. I'm going to keep these suppressed. I'm going to keep these quiet. I'll handle it myself. Everything is fine until it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the thrower is somebody who's just like, man, I'm looking for a reason for somebody to leave or for me to leave. Mm-hmm. And then what are we? Yeah. Oh, what am I, babe? Perfect. <laughs> no, I'm for sure. <laughs> you, you have become the man of her dreams yes. by this point. Wow. wow. Come on. Wow. No, I think well, that's at 60. Um, <laughs> okay, so two more uh, last year. Two almost more. <laughs> <laughs> right around the corner. So close. <laughs> Thankful for the AARP discount that yeah. I had now. Um, for me, I'm definitely the I'm the spewer. Yeah. Um, but but it's very interesting because I think throughout the length of any relationship, you start adjusting your tactics if you're trying to win an argument. So if, if I'm healthy, I'm still a verbal processor, but I do it the right way. Um, if I'm unhealthy and just trying to win an argument with her, now I'll be a stewer. Because I go, well, you know I'm a spewer, so I'm not going to do that. Right? Mm-hmm. So healthy me goes, mm-hmm. I am going to be who I am and authentic, and I'm going to verbally process with you. And I'm going to do that in a way that's healthy, though. Mm-hmm. That's, that's actually a really interesting, not to like break this down, but it could be a whole sermon. This framework is very, very helpful. And you could also go to where you go in health and unhealth. 100%. Because you would think like if you're a spewer, then the healthy version of you would be to, to actually hold it in. That's yep. not true at all. Right. It's finding the redeemed version of that. That We could go on that forever. Britt, which one are you? Oh, stewer all the way. Just stuff, 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 stuff. Um, and I think through that, I have learned, I don't like to, I don't like to, I'm a three on the Enneagram, so I don't want to fail anybody. I want everybody to be impressed with me. So I never want to be vulnerable or like an emotional state. And I, especially with the main person in my life that I don't want him to think anything less of me. But through that, I have realized um, that you can only stuff for so long before it comes out. But more importantly, not how it comes out. It's the walls that you build up whenever you like stuff. When you stuff, 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 you just become numb to the conversation. So while he's being a better spewer and using his words and trying to communicate through it, if I'm not growing in my stewing, then all of his words are just falling on basically my deaf ears of being like, okay, yeah, whatever. Mm. In my head, I'm just wow. trying to get through this argument. And then I always want to just get in a better spot. So I'm like, mm. let's just talk about it and then be done with it. We need to talk about it, process it, and then communicate about it. Um, but I still have to stuff a little bit because it has to make sense in my head before I can have a conversation. Mm because I never want my words to be hurtful or painful. But sometimes what I've realized is saying exactly how I feel helps him to understand what I'm processing. Mm -hmm. So it's just the art of communication. It just goes back to communication. And in my opinion, which you can correct me on this, I think both of them, if not treated, then you both turn to a thrower. Like you're both just looking for the out Mm -hmm. at that point because you're not willing to communicate. 
I do think the growth stage, like what you were talking about, is what we've seen in, uh, again, we're not experts by any means. We're like uh, just constantly trying to learn about each other in relationships. But I think the growth stage for us was you got sewer spewer, right? Unhealthy scream, don't talk. Yeah. All right. Then the next growth stage was, okay, let's both try to adapt to each other. Okay. And that doesn't work because then we mm -hmm. both are like, wait, that's inauthentic. I'm stuffing. Good. She's spewing. That doesn't work. Okay, let's both just put all of our feelings on the table. I feel better about it, she feels worse about it. Oh, let's both internal, but I think over time where we've gotten is communication still is a necessity. So what she will do is go like, hey, can we talk about this? I know that's her throwing up the flag going, I've internally processed. For me, I'll say, hey, I'd like to talk about this. Can you tell me when that's a good time? Mm. And so it gives her a heads up. Yeah. So I think mm -hmm. for us, when we're navigating like more in-depth conflict, or passionate disagreements. Um, what we try to do is give you, I try to give her a heads up. Mm -hmm. She tries to let me still be in the moment. Wow. Yeah, or good. I'll start deep cleaning everything. And if then the back like, and oh, breaks That's so funny. Yep. Can you give us a story of maybe a time when you guys like had a passionate disagreement mm -hmm. where like you realize that we got to figure out communication because it went so poorly. And then can you give a story of like, mm -hmm. A place where you went through something hard or you had conflict that you handled in a healthy way yeah. as an example of both yes oh man there's lots of examples in that front end from my end both um, ends i think so uh kind. i think honestly like one of the healthier oh, let's start sorry i'll start with a healthy one okay. um one of the healthy ones even was just recently when we moved to denver so like kayla mentioned earlier like hey you guys have moved around like a, a grip and um, man, I've always been excited about that. Like every time we've moved, we've really felt like this was like a God door that was open for our lives, for our purpose, for our family. And that was exciting, um, but we're also wired different. So for me, I'm like this pioneer adventurer. I'm so excited about this next season. I rarely hold on to anything from the last one. I'm like, okay, all the way here. Okay, all the way here. Um, and so recently when we first moved to Denver, we were sitting down with Sean and Jill and they were just talking through some of their story. And I looked at Britt and I go, wait a minute. This is the first time I've thought, like, you're probably still processing two moves ago. I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, we had this moment where I was like, oh, I was like, hey, I'm, I used to say I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry that I didn't ask. I kind of had this expectation, like, oh, yeah, like, we believe God's doing this and we're on board and awesome. And now we have no feelings about it because that's how I'm wired. Mm -hmm. So I think it helped, that would be a healthy way that I think we re-navigated it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, learning to see things through both lenses, not just your own lens, is a very, very big key to relationship. Yeah. Most people can't do. I think probably a one that took us a little bit to figure out that was like a constant point of tension was our family of origin story of just when you get married and then when you have kids, you're inviting all of that into your marriage and trying to navigate that and figure it out. And when I'm unhealthy, I people please. And then when James is unhealthy, he fights for like what's right in, in a passionate way. And so us coming to the understanding and the conclusion, probably what took us like five, six years in mm. to go, hey, if it comes to family stuff and we keep hitting this tension point, like you handle your family, I'll handle my family through that conversation instead of them going around. And if they didn't get what they wanted from James then they came to me, or if they didn't get what they wanted from me, they go to James. Mm. Um, and us realizing we're our own family now, yeah. and we have to set up boundaries and guardrails for our family while they might not understand that in the moment, it's protecting us and protecting them. Because when we said I do, it was us too. And it wasn't my mom and dad and his mom and dad included in that. It was like a release from that. Mm -hmm. And so navigating that, and then when you bring kids into the picture, it gets a little more tricky. But I feel like that's something that we have gotten so good at doing. And now it's not uncomfortable for our families. They're automatically, it almost like before they ask something, they'll think through it and they'll be like, oh wait, no, that's <clears> gonna be an automatic no, because they're taking care of them and it's not about us anymore. Mm -hmm. um, wow. And because our families, we love them so deeply and we're both so close to our families and we thought, oh, we can just mesh everybody together and be one big family unit. Um, and our families get along, but it was more of a, it's us and it's our family against the world at this point. And if we can't fight for us and we're fighting for other people, wow. then we're losing this battle. I'm glad you brought that up. I think we probably get asked 
when it comes to relationship struggles, extended family is one of the biggest topics that gets mm-hmm. brought up. How do we navigate this? How have you guys like tangibly communicated with your families? How have you walked that out? Because I think for so many people, they don't want to hurt their families. Mm-hmm. It's hard to cut the cord in some ways. There's important people. Um, sometimes though, it's like, oh, your outlet is still your parent, not your spouse. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you guys walk through that? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think one, what Britt was referencing is like, you always need to be the bad guy to the extended family of your origin. So like Britt, I will not communicate, hey, um, Britt wants to, to just be us this Christmas. No, that's not how that gets communicated. It's, hey, here's what we've planned this mm, Christmas. Yeah. This is So I, it's my onus, because yeah. I have more equity, you know? Right, yeah. So um, for one, like that's one of the things that we try to do. Two, we both just made the agreement, we're like, no marriage can have six people in it. And so I, I can't have my mom and dad's opinion on everything we do financially. And so we decided to establish each of us have what we call it a board for our life. And that board for our life are the outlets of investment mentorship that we need. So we come to each other with everything vulnerable, authentic, but also if we're looking for advice, like I have somebody who holds me accountable in the area of my marriage. That's not a parent or extended family. That's somebody who's an expert in this area or an expert on us. And she has the same. So we know there's going to be outside input, but it's somebody we both agreed on, yeah. not just our family. Because nobody can be unbiased. Like, it, right. it is your family. Right. So they're going to see it through a lens of what's best for you, not always what's best for us. You guys both have, the, you have this, you share the same sort of board, or you each have one? We each have separate, but we share two people that are the same. So okay. they can speak in. So there's uh, two couples who yeah. sit there, and, like, the guy holds me accountable in the marriage. And then holds another guy holds me accountable as a father, and then she has the wife of each of those. Wow! But then outside of that, like theology, finance, we share the finance. That's our uh, financial investor, and that's right, cool. right, CPA. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow! How that's did you so come good. up with that idea? Yeah. Well, you know, I was in deep prayer one day. No, just kidding. It's all James. It's it's yeah. his it's like, oh. his inner workings. It's his mind. No. It just yeah. yeah. Well, honestly, uh, I was at. Uh, Catalyst one day on a West Coast in Irvine, California. And I do not remember which speaker brought it up, but one speaker brought up just this idea of like, oh, you should have a board for your life and moved on. And I was like, wait a minute, yeah. like what's on a board? And so I looked up like a, a company. And I was like, oh, yeah. they have like chief technical officer. Right. So for me, like I have chief integrity officer. I have a chief encouragement officer where every time I wow. call this person, they know their role in my life. It's just encourage me. Wow. So when I call them and tell them all these things are going on, they don't give me advice. They're like, no, I know my role in your life. You have an advisor for this. You have an advisor for that. You're going to call them, but I'm here just to encourage you. And if you're calling me today, you feel low. And so, yeah. Dude, that's so, okay, just that's for someone cool. that's listening to this going, I want to do that. I have no idea where to start. Yeah. Let's, let's make it really simple. Yeah. Five people on your board, starting point. Finances seems like a huge one. Yeah. I would say finances. Um, I think integrity for me is like a mm-hmm. chief integrity officer. I have somebody who asks me tough questions. Yeah. I built the questions. They know to ask them. Yep. My responsibility is to call them, not them to catch me. So you're going, here's the here's the man I want to be. Yep. Your job is to hold me accountable to this. And, and I would say my job is to hold me accountable by calling you. Yes. Because yeah. then if great. they have yes. to catch me. Great, great, yeah. great. Yeah. Because then you're not three months and wondering, this person's abandoned me. They haven't checked in. It's like, no, that's on you. You call them. And that's the thing with the board is it's always initiated by me unless Britt calls them. And and she has free reign to always call them and go, hey, he's not okay. Wow. Okay. Finances, integrity, encourager. Yeah, I would say encouragement is huge. I think we all need it. CEO. (laughs) Yep. Nice. I think um, I would say somewhere... Like to me, integrity and spirituality are are different. Mm-hmm. I think you need somebody in your yeah. life who is ahead of you spiritually. And here's the great thing: mm-hmm. all these people don't need to be experts. Mm-hmm. They're just further along than you are. Yeah. Right. And if you catch them, it's okay to change the board out. Like if you yeah. catch up to where they are and you need somebody a little further along, change it out. That's great. So, uh, but I would say those are three essential yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, and I think depending on your stage of life, you add to those and go like, okay. What is it in your area of expertise? What do you need? That sort of thing. So that's so helpful. Man. Yeah, that's really cool. That answers mm. in one sense. Uh, I was going to ask you guys, 14 years in a marriage strike me as a couple who's still very much people would say in love. I think, mm-hmm. I think that people think of that as like a spell gets cast on you and now you just, you know, can't help yourself, but more that you have chosen to fight to love each other, live mm-hmm. in love with each other. 
Um, what have been keys to that? Obviously, the board is a huge part of your growth. What are other practical things you've done through good, bad, and ugly to be a couple that 14 years in? You guys seem to really enjoy marriage. Yeah. And love each other yeah. and be rooting for each other and not fighting with each other but yeah. for each other. What has got you to where you're at right now? I, as cheesy as it sounds, James is like literally my best friend. So if we're fighting, it kills me on the inside because he's like the first person I want to tell good news to, bad news mm. to. Like I want to give him, he asked me one question, I want to talk for 10 minutes and tell him all the details, which he only yeah. wants like, you know, brief synopsis. What man wants to hear all the details? Um, Depends what it is though. If it's yeah. about me and how amazing oh my I am. Gosh. Really and your biceps. Um, dive on that. And so I think a lot of it for me, and I'll let James speak for him, I've watched... Not that my parents are bad people. I just watch their relationship. And as they've gotten older, especially when you become a mom, you put all of your investment in your children. And our Braxton, our 10-year-old, he gets so mad when I say this, but he knows it. I go, who do I love more? And he goes, dad. And I'm like, that's right, because our children <laughs> yeah. are a product of our passion. And if I put everything into them and I neglect him, mm. they're going to leave me one day. And then he's going to be stuck with me. And so I try to keep that mindset of going, when I said yes to him, I said yes to him for forever. And that's going to take a lot of work, but also fun and yeah. putting investment into this marriage and having fun and just still like being dorky and holding his hand and doing quirky little things that we did when we were dating yep. to remind him that like, hey, I still care about you and you still give me butterflies and just trying to keep it fun and lighthearted while we navigate life together and being open, honest and vulnerable. So I feel like yeah. watching my parents' relationship and seeing where they're at now, like they just coexist and they don't communicate. And so I'm going, what are steps I can take to be different than that? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so. it's like, how do, what's the marriage we want to have when we're in our 60s and 70s? Not that far away. <laughs> so, I was no, gonna say it. but uh, no, I, I think that's a key part of it. So we do like probably once every two months. It's not like scheduled, but I'll just like, we'll check in and I'll ask Britt questions like, do you feel like because of what I do for a living, it's put a limit on your purpose in life? Do you feel like you can lead to the fullness of who you are? Can you be authentically who you are in the environment we're in? Because if she can't, eventually that will cause a separation between us. Mm -hmm. Anyone can sacrifice for a season, but to sacrifice fully who you are for a lifetime, none of us can do that. Mm -hmm. You just can't. You'll live uh, disintegrated like from who you are. And so we have that conversation. But then what she was saying, what did you do when you felt in love? Okay, a lot because of making the, out. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but those feelings lead you to something, right? Ryan's just sitting on the I couch think, just feeling uh, the steam. A quart of three strands. That is not what this means. But, but you know what I mean? Like, we do yeah. not promote it. I think God gave us Ryan emotions the third wheel here. often if they're in a healthy often, way to lead life. us somewhere. Yeah. Right? So that spark or that chemistry early on in romance it's supposed to get you somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's to lead you. That's why God gives it to us. So he gives us this feeling, but then the feeling led us somewhere to do yeah. something, to sacrifice, to love, to engage. Mm -hmm. So now what we do is we go like, hey, there's intentionally things that we can do that when we felt it. I don't need to feel it now to do it. So like, what do we do? We When we felt in love, we're like, oh, what do we, we went on trips. We went to restaurants. We held hands. We went... I went shopping all day with her, right? Oof. Now Amen. I could easily go like, dude, got her. Like, right. yeah. no, now I go, what did I do when I felt it? Mm. And so like, sometimes I ask myself like, what, what's the most romantic side of me? What would that guy do? And that's what I tried to do. He'd take me to Quiznos and get me a chicken carbonara with extra, extra banana sauce. peppers Come and on. extra sauce, oh, no mushrooms and a Starbucks. It's one of our first dates, by Quiznos the way. Quiznos is good. Quiznos is great. Come on. The, the, I don't know, is Quiznos everywhere? I don't know. I they, get it well done. I know they are in Colorado. We haven't had one in a hot minute. They're in Atlanta. Because they're not very healthy. Yeah, they got to be nationwide. Oh, sandwiches are healthy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> loaded with, <laughs> loaded with Alfredo sauce. Yeah, the bread is bread yeah. alive. Oh, Ooh, I am. Ooh. Easy. Easy. Oh, next is that the next sermon? Is Dude, that the next series? Preview. I think uh, another big question will land the plane here is um, we have so many young families mm -hmm. in our church parents who are just starting out mm -hmm. um and i know it you guys are gonna say well we're not experts on being parents by any means however 
being maybe a few years down the road further mm-hmm. than than a lot of the people who are listening to this podcast, do you have any advice for young parents? What is one thing that you would say to encourage a, a somebody, a dad who just became a dad, mm-hmm. or a mom who just became a mom? Yeah, you will fail to be what you think you should be. You're gonna fail, Ooh. and the sooner you like go, I'm gonna fail as a father. I go, okay. Now, what do I do in light of that? I think, like, for me, man, I was like, I'm going to be the, it's just how I'm wired. I'm going to be the best dad in the world. I'm going to do everything right. I'm going to, like, do, Britt, last, we have all these affirmations, like, before they go to school, I'm the head, not, not the, the tail. tail. I'm a leader, not, not a, a follower. follower. I am a Powell. And then, you know, at night, it's, hey, uh, who's my best big buddy? You are. Who's my best big buddy? I am. All right. Proud to be your dad. Proud to be your son. I mean, like, yeah. so I, I put all these things down, like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. But I failed. And so it took that first failure under my belt to go like, oh, it's not going to be how perfect I am. Um, I'm going to miss things. I'm going to drop things. I'm going to mess up. What do I want Braxton and Grayson to end with? Mm. Like, who do I want them to become? Because they're going to become who I am, not just what I tell them. Mm. So I'd say, hey, when you fail, um, apologize. And so like I came home Mm. a few weeks ago. This is probably like maybe six weeks ago. My boys heard me telling a story to Britt and um, I, dude, I was using some language and, um, and they heard me and I noticed that. And so I, I came home that day and I set them both down on the couch. I got on my knees and I just looked them in the eyes and said, guys, I am so sorry. That is not what a man who loves Jesus does or says. And the way I did that, it was wrong. And because that was wrong for me, that's what you call sin. And I want you to know, I apologize to Jesus and I have forgiveness. I've talked to your mom. I want to apologize to you guys. Will you forgive me? Um, and that's what I want for my boys. I want them to know you can screw up and there's still a second chance. So. Man, I, I imagine there's not a ton of people whose parent ever apologized to them. Because mm-hmm. I think parents are afraid to do that because it means you've like shattered the image of yourself and your, your kid's going to feel unstable because their parent made a mistake and admitted it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the humility to apologize to your kid actually frees them to mm-hmm. see you as a human. Because how many people is the conversation like, as an adult, I'm finally seeing my parent as a human right now. So I can forgive some things. It's like, what if you had opened that door up when they were a kid to show them that you're human so they could live mm-hmm. a life of seeing you in the right light, not trying to be the perfect superhero or, or the person who would never admit a mistake. So that's my seat that's good. that I long for when they're in their twenties is the seat of influence. Cause I won't have the power position anymore. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to do now is not, I can't get there all the way yet. Right. So I can't get to friend zone, still some shaping and molding that's got to exist, but my target that I'm living for is when they're 21, 22, 23 years old, they're like, yo, dad, did you watch the fights? Did you see the yeah. game? Okay, that's got to be built off of not just respect, but like love and friendship. Yeah. And so for me, if I can end at the place of influence, then I have a seat in their life forever. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Dude, that's good. So it'll be easy to right. influence them because at twenty they'll still be living in our basement. I'll be taking care of them. <laughs> no, <laughs> just just you, want, you don't want them to ever leave. Like, no, they're never. They're just. Yeah. I already got them Ryan's book, so. That will help. That will help. I got you. I got your back. Pre-ordered it for them. I'm like, here's. You're just gonna grow up to be. That's a whole new target audience for you. That is single today and tomorrow and the next day. Yeah. New children's book coming out from Ryan Weckman, single forever. It's I, for all the moms and their sons. I've listened to my oh, wife rant about our son's future wives. Like, I just, I don't, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to like them. So like, funny. First of all, we have years before we're there. <laughs> and second of all, certainly hope that you I'm will. Because I think yeah, no. kind of have to. We're going to well, make that work. Yeah. yeah. I was going to share a story, but I shouldn't, just in case they listen to this podcast. Um, anyways, I am crazier than your wife. Just know that. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. I, I'll go to prison. Britt went to, Britt went to the school because of a crush already. And waited outside, and she's like, "I'm gonna meet her." I'm like, "And Grayson went pointed out." So what I are your core values? And I recorded every girl what that is- walked through the door, and I go, "Was it this one? Was it this one? Was it this one?" And then when he showed me the next time I went to the class, I just we just locked eyes. I just let her know. What is your core? Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's seven, babe. You. She's seven. She's a daughter of the king. On you, right? <laughs> Anyways, Keeping moms don't do that. Don't there. do that. Trust your. Children, I guess, as they grow older. I think my one advice, like piece of advice, if I could give to a, a young mom, is um, they were gods before they were yours, mm. and so you can't protect them from everything. You just mm. have to trust God through it. 
Um, and with that, if wow. you're not spiritually connected to Jesus, then you're not the, you're not the best mom for them because everything that you need to be a mom is instilled through God's spirit and who he's made you to be. And so if you let that falter, then you're trying to do it out of your own self instead of like spiritually filled up. So all that to say, take care of yourself. Like it's okay to be selfish a little bit as a mom and go, okay, like I haven't washed my hair in 10 days. Let's next time, maybe three days. Like (laughs) everything that you have and who you are wired to be is exactly who that child needs. Um, And also realizing you can't always do it on your own. It's okay to ask for help. You're not failing. And if your house is dirty and it's not picture perfect, that's okay. My 10 year old actually humbled me and he goes, Hey mom, you told us to go play with our toys, but every time we're like, we play with them, you walk around and you pick them up. He goes, you just want a clean house, but you're not sitting down and playing with us and making memories. And I was like, straight to the heart. Cool dude. So I thought, you know what? My children are not going to remember how clean I kept the house or the food that I cooked that we eat it. They don't like it. They want chicken nuggets. Um, but they will remember the times that I stopped and sat down on the floor with them and played with Power Rangers or tried to learn how to play the Xbox, which makes me nauseous, but it's fine. Um, and spent intentional time with them and listened to them as opposed to just trying to feel like I was superwoman, like That's trying to get yeah. everything done and make everything look picture perfect. Just be present with my kids. That's good. You know what Britt does practically really well too though? Every morning on the way to school, she listens to her daily Bible reading with the boys in the car because she does the drop off. And so when she drops off, she listens to her daily Bible reading, talks to the boys about it on the way, and then she plays worship music. Wow. And that's every single day. So what I love is our boys right now get more time and scripture outside of the weekend than they do inside of the weekend. Wow. Come on. That's so, great. That's awesome. You have to censor some of the Old Testament stuff. Oh, dude. Oh, no, they no, do no, have skip, questions. They do have questions. No, 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 no. Our seven-year-old the other day, he goes, how many wives was that, Mom? And I go, uh, and he goes, I can't wait to have so many wives. And I go, yeah, no, bro, it's not. Like, Solomon <laughs> had it going. Yeah. <laughs> what a gig. And Solomon was the yeah. wisest man? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Seven hundred. And then I think I have one other thing that is both beneficial for moms and dads. As your children get older and they open up to you about things, always respond, don't react. Mm. So that way they continue to talk to you about things because the world is crazy and they're going to have lots of questions. Um, What you're shocked at over 7 or 12 or 15 is teaching them what they have to censor later in life. Mm. Like that's what we're Jeez, that's we're, good. We're like, oh, we're like, oh yeah, that okay. Tell me more about that. So we have to have a poker face. If your kid comes home and is like, like, for instance, we have a ten year old. Mm-hmm. Porn is already a reality for that age group. Mm-hmm. So we're doing everything we can to protect, and we're doing everything we can to teach yeah. and coach. What we also have to be ready for is the day he sees it and says something that we don't get shocked. Yeah, we go, oh yeah. How did that make you feel? How did that make you feel after you saw that? Let's process that together. You think that's something healthy for you moving forward? Like, that's how we want to be able to navigate yeah. because 15, 17, 20 is a whole different, yeah. And you got to yeah. pre-decide that because you yes. get one opportunity to have a first rea- like response to it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and even what your face looks like yep. as they're telling you. Which is why yeah. I tell James I need Botox. <laughs> <laughs> no, she says, James, you need Botox. You look... 55. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't. You look great, man. You really, you really so look no, good. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. Really <laughs> you look good. Come on, here we go. Just Encouragement hour. strong. Yeah, come on. Yeah, Beard's was, looking good. Yeah, You're doing does, great, man. man. Thanks for the beard I'm working on. It looks good. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, I like it. Well, so you guys, my last question is, Will you guys just move in with us and just help us with yeah, we're here. marriage please. and we're, our kids? It's an announcement just, right here. We're in. Uh, <laughs> we're moving in house. with the Matotas. Yes. <laughs> That's the clip. Okay? Right there. <laughs> yes. Number three. The guys, that was, that was phenomenal. Yeah, thank that you guys was so, so cool. much yeah, for yeah. your wisdom and yeah, just who you are. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We look up to you. I'm going to go watch yeah. this one back. Uh, we stink and love you guys. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about it again yesterday. There's something so... Um, unique about you guys um just you're very jesusy people i'm convinced that if i met you anywhere else on the planet and it's not a church i go oh dude that they seem like jesus people um and i think it's so unique it's sad that it's unique in our culture today Mm -hmm. that pastors are that way but um i mean hands down you three have the smallest egos of anybody that i know and um you're humble you're kind i feel like you're always looking out for other people um, 
yeah so we're thankful for you guys we're thankful for what you do every time we're here it's crazy because people are like thanks for coming we're like dude are you kidding we can't wait to get mm. back here mm. our soul is always refreshed we always feel more encouraged more excited about what god's called and created us mm. to do so thanks for being wow. who you guys are yeah love thank you bro. thanks bro we love, love you guys. guys thanks for coming on here we'll Come have anytime. you back next time whenever yes. you're back around yes yeah. please uh, next week Brit, yes brace yourself now that you there will be an episode that you are on the afterthoughts podcast your life will never be the same right oh so I'm excited. you need to prepare same. yeah enjoy um, the last few moments of anonymity yeah when you when you are taking the kids <laughs> to school and the paparazzi is there yes. you know be kind yeah pre-decide okay yeah. that you're not going to react and hit yeah, you somebody one, with your cajun fire uh, yeah, get, we need the like button. Also, uh, just want to encourage everyone to keep Thanks, Doug's Kayla. wrist in your prayers. Fred, yeah. He's oh. going through a lot right now. <laughs> oh. oh, dude, are you okay? <laughs> He's just, Should we? Wait. Okay. Wait. It looks really Take cool, Take that though, brace Doug. off and flex that hand right now. <laughs> yeah, flex that hand. Right the first healing live on the podcast. We need my wrist to close Here this thing go. out. God hears all our prayers, but there are just more important ones, so we're going to oh. skip that. Uh Take Share off this your with your friends. This is a good, great conversation for friends about relationships. <laughs> yes. 38 about years. Having you had that on. Share this. <laughs> Subscribe to years. our YouTube channel. Smash, smash, smash it. Smash that like, like button. Come on. Come on. And we've got a really cool episode coming next week. I'm not yes. going to give away who's on it, but we have some special oh, guests. Oh, yeah. And all I'll tell you for about real? them is they are Holy champions. Yes. We'll see you next time. Yes.